Hey there, friends. It's Nick. So I'm going to go over some old ground today, but it's so, it's so worthwhile thinking about that it's worth it. So years and years ago, the, the agency that I started and built with uh, a mate of mine and then, and then others, we had the chance to pitch for a major client, a major London client, a name that you would know. And it was given the size we were at the time, it was a big deal. It was a massive deal. And we put loads of time and effort into not just thinking about the pitch, but creating assets and doing work, spec work, <laughs> spec work, you'd say spec work in the design world is where you kind of come up with concepts. You, you in other words, you start solving the problem before you've been paid, <laughs> which is, you know, if you've listened to any of the stuff from Blair ends and when without pitching or the two Bob's podcast, which I recommended before, you'll know that starting to solve a client's problem before you've got a contract is, you know, not a good idea. And we were making back then we were making a classic mistake. We were, we were trying really hard to show how much we wanted it. And during that meeting. I made a particular point. I'm not going to tell you who the client was, but I made a particular point, which I thought was bang on the money for them, which sort of fell like a lead balloon in that meeting. It fell like a lead balloon and it wasn't much of a surprise, to be honest. It was a massive disappointment, but not much of a surprise when we didn't get that business. And later on, actually, funnily enough, later on, perhaps when we'd learned some things, we did get some work from them, but it would have made a massive difference at the time, uh, relatively early on in, in the agency's history, if we'd have got that, that then, but we didn't. And because we put so much time and effort into it, because we'd spent so much money in terms of, at least in terms of opportunity costs, we hadn't been working on client work. We'd been working on spec work on pitch work. It, you know, it was, it was a massive deal when we were told, no, we weren't going to get it now. Part of the, part of the thing is, so I remember working with people who would, these are designers who would jokingly say once they'd, they'd done their work, they'd put their, their, um, experience and intelligence and talent and reputation out there for a client, they would joke. And it was sort of a joke, but sort of half, not a joke. Say, whatever they say, I'm not changing a fucking thing. Right. So this was kind of a joke, but it also wasn't a joke because we feel when we've done work when we put our heart and soul and our talent and our experience into something and a client or a prospect comes along and says, no, no, that's not right. You know, we feel like it's a personal attack, right? That's, this is the natural thing. And it's, it's really something if we're in the service business, any kind of service really we've got to get out of. So let's fast forward to today. Earlier on today, I had a meeting where I was told that something I'd done was wrong or it, not, not, not that I'd done something wrong, but that the, the result wasn't what they wanted. And that's great. I mean, I've said this relatively recently, you know, I love it when I get, um, strong feedback. And the reason I love it is because, well, it's because clients don't know what they want very often. And I'm doing this job, which is quite a high profile piece of copy. And I had a brief, but the brief was, I would say fairly, well, fairly open. 
there wasn't a lot of direction in there. And what I decided to do last week was to just write a piece of copy because I was going to say clients find this easy, but it's actually true of all of us, all of us. It's so much easier to, to look at something and make a comment than it is to say what you actually want. And clients very often, they don't know what they want. Not really, not, not sort of viscerally. If they knew what they wanted, certainly in copywriting, they'd be right. They'd be writing it right. And I'd be out of the job. So last week I wrote, I wrote this, this piece of copy, which was kind of the equivalent of a scouting party, right? It was, you know, I'm not, not saying I didn't put time into it, but I knew that it was something that would, that it had a certain direction and I wanted to see, it was like a tester. I wanted to see whether the direction was right. So I didn't finish it completely. I didn't, you know, I just gave it to them and said, is this in the right direction? And it turns out it wasn't, which is great because I haven't put a lot of time into it. But what I've got then is a conversation around the bits that they liked and they liked plenty of it and the bits that weren't quite right, the bits that need changing. And in that conversation, we got into a lot of the nuance, a lot of the nuance that is often hard to articulate in a brief. You know, you need conversation when, you know, most of my work, in fact, all of my working relationships are based on having conversations with clients and it's very, it's very hard to have a conversation with a document or an email. What you need is something to trigger the conversation. And this is why this, um, you know, I came out of this call really happy. Yeah. It would have been great if they'd have said it's absolutely perfect, but there's a couple of things that are valuable here. One is it wasn't perfect and you need to know if your work's not perfect and you need to know what the difference, you know, what's the kind of difference between what they, what they got and what they want and all that kind of thing. But also it's so valuable if the clients know that you can take feedback. I was going to say criticism, but it's not even criticism really. It's just feedback. If you can take feedback, they become so much more comfortable with giving it. And we get out of this kind of thing, which is, yeah, it's a problem that's sort of exemplified by this. I'm not, I'm not changing looking thing attitude, that kind of hackles rising attitude that certain people I've worked with, you, you've seen it. And just to be clear, this is not the same as saying that the customer is always right. I frequently argue with, with customers and I've done, <laughs> I've done that today with a client as well. Uh, so you make your case and sometimes, sometimes it's true that clients hire you to do a job and then want to do it themselves. And I think we all have to ask ourselves in that situation, whether or not that's a client that you want, but that's not what I'm talking about today. I'm perfectly happy to, to fight over wording or rhythm or grammar or what have you, but you know, when it comes to the direction, when it comes to the vision. The client is in charge of that. The client isn't, you know, they know that I was just saying they know what they want, but they know what they don't want sometimes and spending a little bit of time, not a lot. We don't do spec work, but I'd already got this contract, right? So I know I've got, I'm being paid to do this work, but sending up a flare, maybe that's the best. I sent up a flare to check the direction and I've got a little bit of re of reorientation this morning, which is really useful for me and it means that I'm gonna I can really zero in on where they want to go now that 
not only I know, but they've had a chance to think about it. They've had a chance to see something and react against it or towards it or away from it or whatever you want to say, react to it. And that's part of the reason why my story means business, right? Because it's not a fight. I'm not fighting with my clients. I am getting as fast as I can to the thing that they want, to the effect that they want. Anyway, it's the thing that you can think about as well. If you're in the service business and you want to make sure that your story also means business. Well, I've gone on a long time. Sorry about that. If you want to dig deeper into the stuff that I do, search online for story.business. Bye now.